Here we go. We are recording. Cool. We'll just keep it simple. So today is a couple of timeline techniques. Last week we did the intro. So today we're going to do uh, a couple more timeline techniques. Uh, have some fun with it and keep it fast, keep it fun as we always do. Here's an idea though. I love this one. It's not the will. This is kind of a paraphrase of, um, I think it's Bobby Knight. It's not the will to win people need. We all want to win. We have the will to win. It's the will to do the little things we need to do every day in order to win, whatever you're trying to win. The desire to stay motivated when things are down, right? That's something I'm working on. Um, so anyway, as always, my contact info, because I put this in different places, nfnlp.com or drwillhorton.com are the two easiest places. Of course, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, and let's just get started. And as always, I always start this to start our reticular activating system is what can I learn new today? How can I apply this info? Both personally and professionally. Uh, and how can I enjoy this class? And again, just a quick overview of timeline again, it's, mass, it's vastly misunderstood, a lot of false assumptions about what it is. It's basically how our brain sorts and uses time, right? And, and again, it's fluid. Everybody's a little bit different, right? And again, it reminds me of things like visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and if, you know, toward away from some of the concepts we use in NLP and has spilled over to hypnosis is people make the misassumption mis, mis that like, oh, I'm a visual, I'm an auditory, I'm a kid, no, you're, you're everything. Yeah, you, you probably use them all, right? Uh, and so it's that way about timeline. You're not just in time or through time. It, 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 it changes a little bit. But again, it's just the concept of how your brain sorts and uses time, your past, your present, your future, right? Uh, and the current Western culture, which has permeated most of the world, is uh, based in, you know, how time works, right? Or we use time. It's very linear. And it has to do with, you know, when we move from the farms to the, to the factories with the Industrial Revolution, time became very important, right? Before that, it, you didn't have to be anywhere specifically at like, you know, two o'clock or three o'clock. But when we got into factories and things like that, you know, somebody had to be there to relieve you and things like that. Because if you've been to native cultures, you know, the more native the culture, a lot of times they have a different concept of time. It's just, you know, uh, but your brain can adapt. And I always, a couple I think of is jet lag. If you ever traveled across the world, you know, it takes a little while for your brain to catch up to the time, you know, uh, since Miss Meister's on the call from beautiful New Zealand, the time I got to go to New Zealand, um, or the time I've been to India and Asia and places like that, it's it takes a few days for your brain to adjust, adjust to the time. We call it jet lag. Um, and of course, I know when people come here, they talk about it, you know. Um, so any, even here in the States and parts of the world where you change your time in the spring and the fall, it takes a little while for your body to adjust to it. And the two main timelines are in time or through time. Just simplest way to think about it is if you're in the moment and in like the present is right here, you're in the moment that's in time. 
and the past might be behind you, it might be to the side, it could be to the front. But if you're if it's a linear equation where your past is on one side, your present's kind of right here, and your future, that's more just what we call through time. You can see through time. And there's some generalities. In time, people can run late because they can get caught up in what they're doing. Not always, but sometimes, right? Um, through time people uh, have some trouble with spontaneity, letting go and just and doing different things. But it's not as simple as one way or the other. It it it's very it's as varied as the people are, you know. Uh, and there are different aspects of it. We'll talk about some next week. But for today, you know, it's just just kind of we're going to do a couple of things to have some fun with it. But one way to begin to think about it is timeline gives you some insight into mental states. You know, uh, if someone's suffering from like depression, or if you've ever been depressed, and I think we all have at one time or another, uh, it's like the future's dark. You got no future, right? It, and if it is, it's it's you can barely see it. You know, what's the use? People with depression have that thing, right? And of course, with this COVID stuff going on, which I will continue to beat up, contra my wife hates it, but I keep beating it up. But you know, and the moving goalpost that we have. You know, oh, we're about to open up. No, we're not. We're about to open up. No, we're not. We need another lockdown, right? And so then, so it's like, and then they wonder why, why are people depressed? Why are people using more alcohol, more drugs, uh, all that kind of stuff? Well, you've taken away their future. It's uncertain. Some of the things we could count on suddenly changed, right? So that's, but depression is like that, right? Grief, jump down to grief. When you're going through grieving, the person, place, or thing that you're grieving, because we don't just grieve people, we, play, we grieve pe places and things, right? When it's gone, uh, it's featured in your timeline. So that's kind of all you can think about, right? It's like the future won't go on because you're constantly thinking about this person, place, or thing that's no longer there, right? And so you can't get going Right? And of course, people with grief uh, have a lot of the same symptomology of depression, no anxiety, you know, no energy, lethargy, you know, kind of like, eh, why try, right? Anxiety, uh, one way I kind of look at it is where your future, when you, when you look to your future, wherever it is, in front, to the side, wherever it happens to be, all you see is problems and worry. Right. And I think one of my big complaints with this COVID thing worldwide is the level of depression and anxiety that it's installed in everybody. Right. Oh, going to be another surge. Right. Going to be another surge. So the future is going to be, you know, worse than the past. This one's going to be worse. So it's like, so then they wonder why, again, why are people, you know, uh, depressed and have anxiety right so you can't because your future is it's if it's not dark all you see in it is the the problems coming up and again excuse me a broken heart is when the past relationship is all you can see if you've ever been through if you've ever had a broken heart it's you know Whatever the relationship was is right there. That's all you can think about. The good times, the great sex, the great, whatever it was you had with that person, that's what you, 
easily focus on, right? Um, and kind of when you look at what the broken heart technique does, our basic NLP broken heart, which is the phobia thing, it, it's putting it back into where it needs to be. You know, it brings up, you see the entire relationship, good, bad, and indifferent. It's right, and you're seeing it now, so it's in the present moment, but you see the whole relationship, right? Then when you run it backwards and in color, you're kind of pulling some of the emotional response out, right? And then we, when you add, okay, now you throw up on the screen, so right in front of you is all the negative things you had with this person. The times they let you down or, or lied to you, whatever it was, whatever it was, right? Gaslighted you, whatever it was, that's what you see, right? And again, that'll change how it goes, right? And then it's a very casual thing we say in the technique about now just put it, you've had relationships in the past that you might've been very close to this person and now you're kind of neutral to them, right? You're kind of neutral to them. And that's telling your brain, okay, take this relationship and put it back like other, you know, relationships I've had in the past that I've gotten over. Right. And so, you know, so that's just kind of the, you know, it's what the broken heart, part of the broken heart technique is. Right. And then when we add in the broken heart technique, cutting those cords, energetic cords, heart to heart, head to head, spirit, to spirit, sex to sex, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you're clearing out a little bit more so it can drift to the past. Cause when it, you know, when you say now let that person do what they want, you know, um, with their with their cords, and you reattach yours to your you, right? And that technically, if you think about it, one of the things I think we're trying to do is reconnect you right now to your present. You're alive. You're fine. Yes, this person might have screwed you over. You know, <laughs> welcome to the human race, right? Uh, but you're connecting it, and we talk about you know, and people, and even without going through any kind of tech technique or help if you've ever been through these or had friends go through it they talk about they were able to move on from the relationship when they when they took their power back when they took their power back right uh especially people that have been in relationships with narcissists and, and sociopaths and places people like that they had to you know you've given your power away and that's what happens when you're when you're constantly thinking about your your ex whether that's a person, place, or a thing, it's all it's kind of the same stuff. So it's just some mental states. Again, depression, it, the, the, uh, the past is bright and the future is dark, right? Um, and, you know, we kind of, and then and it's one reason they think a lot of, not everyone, but some people, as they mature, they kind of slip into more periods of depression, right? Why? Well, your past, well, first your past is whatever, say it's 60 years. And if you're 60 now, so your past is 60 years, your, your future is 20, 30 years. So your past is bigger than your future, all right? And you kind of know that. So it's like you start looking to the past, you know? And again, we see it in cultures where we act like the past was great. We should be back like the 50s, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, women barefoot and pregnant. They know their place. Bring me a drink, 
make me a sandwich. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, but we, you know, we and we and we take those things in from the past and we brighten them up. And again, when you do that, it's like you're editing a movie. You're you're taking out the bullshit you didn't like, you know. Good example I had about this is even before I was just learning this stuff. Um, and I went to visit my dad and he was at the uh, American Legion. He was like the, him and my stepmom, my, my, my second mom, they were, they took turns being, you know, the commander of the American Legion and the VFW because she was in the army, he was in the Navy. I mean, they, they didn't drink much, but they were always at the Legion. But I remember I was at the, at the Legion visiting him and uh, I was hearing people talk. And there was some guy there talking to a guy that retired from the, from the military. And the other guy said next, yeah, I love the army, man. I should have stayed in 20. Da, da, da. He was rewriting history. And the guy goes, yeah, there's a lot you to like about, you know, being in the army. You know, I, I like parts of it, but parts of it absolutely suck. And the guy's, oh man. And he goes, look, and he didn't quite use these words, but he says, you're rewriting your memories. If you would have liked the damn army when you were in, you would have stayed in the army. You know, especially the first enlistment, they they always want you to stay one extra enlistment, right? Unless you're unless you're in a brig for something, they usually want you because it's the lower ranks, even in the officer corps, it's the lower ranks that do all the work, right? But it, the, the guy was kind of rewriting history, you know. And then the guy goes, yeah, that's true. A lot about the military sucked, you know, being out in the field and, you know, you know sleeping in the mud. And, you know, I was thinking about all my, and they kind of did this. The guy went, yeah, you know, I thought about like the guys I was in the units with that I liked. Yeah, but what about all the people that you just absolutely, you know, what about the ones in your unit you wouldn't jump on a grenade for? <laughs> you know, it's like, because it's like, it's like any job at that point, right? So anyway, but we do that, right? And and we and that was a good example of seeing. It's like, oh yeah, people do it as they, you know, as as they get more mature, right? So just something to think about, right? And one of the exercises I do in the master track, where I talk a little bit more about timeline, I just kind of introduce it in the basic, because uh, I don't want people to get too caught up in one little aspect. That, that's my thinking of that. Uh, and timeline is one of those techniques that it's fascinating and you can really get into it, right? Uh, but I would, I, I tell people like, you just do your, just take NLP and hypnosis and, and use it, but just, you know, don't, don't specialize in it, if you will, till you've been in it for a while, you know? Again, it's like regression. It's like, uh, it's not the answer to everything. But in success track, <clears throat> is, uh, uh, it's where you think of three to five examples of successes you've had in your life, you know? And you go back and then you think of like three examples uh, where in retrospect, you learned a lot. Don't wanna say that I never use, try not to use the term failure, uh, but I try to use the term learned a lot. So, you know, the, the business that went bankrupt, the relationship that ended in a divorce, whatever it was, but you learned a lot. So you have big successes, you know, and I have people think, and we're going to do this exercise, dates and experiences, you know, in your life. And you have experiences where you learned a lot. 
And then you take the big successes and you go back into your timeline, wherever it is, you know, whether it's to the to the side or to the back, wherever it is, and you re-experience the big successes, right? And we make them big and bright and colorful, right? And so you just step into each one, like success one, like army, success two, football. And it doesn't have to be in chronological order because your brain can jump around, right? I usually go, well, what's the biggest success, right? So let's, you know, like maybe it was my football, making the football team. Okay, great. The next one, something with the army. Oh, great, you know, degree. Oh, great. What's another big success? Uh, my daughter being born. Okay, great. Doesn't really matter. And again, you go back and you re-experience it, right? And hang on to it. And then you connect to it energetically. So this is always at your fingertips. And then you have them drift to some of those experiences where they learned a lot and you disassociate from any feeling. You only remember what you learned. Okay, the business that failed, you know, biggest lesson, you know, maybe might've been like the time to get new clients is when you're, when you're busy, you know? Because if you wait till you got no clients, you're broke. Right. And you always hear, you know, I think Jack Walt Welch, whatever his name is, the CEO guy from GE said, time to expand your business is when business is doing good. You know, and, and I, I think he's the one that made the statement. And I, he goes, I want to slap anybody that says business is growing too fast. That never happens. That's a failure. That's a CEO that'll run his company in the ground. I think it was him that said that. It was some CEO. And every once in a while, you're, oh, you don't want to grow too fast. Why not? You know, um, different mindset. That's all I'm saying, right? So you take the learnings. So when you come now to the, to the present and you go to wherever your future is, you know, first of all, all you think of is the big successes. Boom, boom, boom. Then you just think, yes, there were learnings. So it's kind of pushing you into the future. Whenever, wherever your future is, when you look to the future, you're kind of pushed forward by your successes, right? And no, yeah, there's gonna be learnings. So that's basically the success track, right? So it's kind of a general idea. But what if we use the little known aspect of your, how your timeline works? Because again, as we did last time in the intro, and if you didn't see that, review it, uh, you're not, your timeline, can change by context, right? Like it, your timeline might be one way when you're at work, but it might be in another way when you're in, in, in a hobby, right? That's why um, people want to let, you know, like it, 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 a friend of mine uh, is a golfer. He likes to play golf, right? And he's a business guy, owns an insurance company. And he likes to play golf. He says, you know, the biggest reason I like to play golf, I, he tells everybody from when he gets there to when he gets back in his car, he doesn't have his phone on him. He can lose track of time. He's not getting the text and the da, da, da. And he has like, he has a couple businesses. And so, you know, that's his time to step into the moment to play golf. Sports has a tendency to do that, right? Uh, or some people can have a different timeline when they're in their relationship, right? And again, if you drop the workout, it can force you to do other things. The other day, 
my wife and I, uh, well, we took the one computer in to get it, to drop it off, to get it fixed. I just, I don't want to say I was this smart because I wasn't at all. But when we left, it was like, ah, you know, I think I was parked behind her. I said, well, I'll just, let's go. I'll take you and we'll drop the computer off. And I was waiting for her. And then when she gets back in the car, I go, let's go eat. You know, it's like lunchtime, a little after lunchtime. And so, you know, we had brunch, I guess you could say, right? But I forgot my phone, which is rare for me. And she forgot her phone because we were trying to get the computer in when the guy could take it, right? And so when we went to, to eat, it was an interesting experience not having our phones on us, right? Because they can hear her phone going off now in the other room with the with messages and tech, because she runs the NFNLP thing, right? And so, so we made, we decided that like one day a week, we're going to go to like late breakfast or, or dinner and no phones, right? No phones, right? The person is going to say, leave them in the car. It's like, no, leave them at home and just leave them at home. It ain't that important, right? Yeah. I'm not running a, a, a mental health center uh, and, and things like that. So anyway, because it forced, it forced us to not distract from what you're just sitting there talking and, and hanging out and, uh, and then walking around the store with the uh, one of her favorite restaurants, uh, Cracker Barrel, believe it or not. So we're walking around, you know, and just, it was fun, right? But your timeline can change by context, right? So use it, right? So what if we're going to use uh, like the success track, but tweak it so you can get things in your future? So if you think of things you want into your that you want in your future, right? Uh, and, but what we wanna do is access past successes of a similar nature. So if you're trying to create like a, a more a busier business, right? If you can find something in your past of a similar nature, it doesn't have to be the exact same thing, right? Because again, that similar nature may change your timeline. Right? may change your timeline. Right? So, you know, and of course, if you have the exact thing, you can go back and remember it, whatever your past is. You can go back and, yeah, step into the experience. You know, I think last time we talked about, you know, Joe Vitale talks about, you know, if you're, if you're going to visual, if you're going to uh, uh, attract a car using the law of attraction, go back in your past and really, ex, you know, access the state and what it was like when you bought a car, if you if you bought if you bought a car, you know, from sitting in the car, driving the car, signing the paperwork, all the things you have to do when you buy a car, and then you put that into your future, so your brain knows, okay, but it's a different car now, so you're doing this, this, and this, right? Um, and he actually gives a good little insight, like so. Let's say you haven't bought a new car, right? And it's going to be your very first new car. Well, what if you go and or it's a car you've never experienced. Uh, go to the dealership and drive it, right? Which will let you know whether you think you deserve it or not, right? Oh, I can't do that. They're going to see right through me. They'll know I can't afford whatever kind of car. Let's say you want an expensive car. I don't know. I've, I've known people that sell high-end real estate 
and high-end cars that'll tell you the first thing they learn after in the business well is don't judge, right? Because uh, what happened here in Florida is a kid, he's like 20, I'll call him a kid, I think 24, 25. Uh, he's, a, he's a multimillionaire from YouTube. He's got like 10,000 YouTube followers and he does shit like buy cars and destroy them. Like he, one of his guys that worked for him had a car he really loved, whatever it was, like a little Honda Civic, all jazzed out. So he went and had a car, bought a car exactly like his friends and destroyed it. So his friend just comes around the corner and they're like beating this car up with sledgehammers and then, you know, just destroying this kid's like losing his mind, you know, till he realizes, oh, you know, it's uh, it's not your car, your car's over there, it's fine. So, you know, yeah. Uh, but the, the reason I tell that story, he, he dresses like a skateboard guy, right? He's 24, 25, right? And then he went and there was a place that, they just sold it and they're building a development and it's like hundred, they're building a hundred uh, single family homes. And right behind it, there was like another hundred acres that they were, that they were selling. And he decided he was going to buy it and put up one house and let the rest go wild. Right. Cause he's, he grew up in Florida and he hates the overdevelopment. And uh, uh, from the story I heard, he walked into uh, some real estate person's office says, you know, hey, I, you know, that, that hundred acres. Yeah. I, I want to buy that. And the person's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Come back when you, yeah. Bring your dad, you know? Right. And so when he, then when he walked the right one, I guess he just walked in and the guy said, well, how much are they asking for it? Whatever it was for two, $3 million. And he goes, well, I can, I'll, I'll here. He wrote a check. Right. So that would be a good thing if you're the real estate guy. So whatever your your commission is on selling, you know, a three million dollar property. Right. Uh, because, again, like Joe Batali says, is, you know, we, we never know. So go go test drive the car, tour the house, the kind of house you want, you know, when they're having an open house. They don't know. Right. They don't know. Um, so, and again, it'll give you that gut check. Do you think you deserve it? But if you've bought things in the past, you remember what it's like to, right? So if you step back into past successes of a similar nature, I, I do this one exercise with people and we're going to kind of do part of it now is if you want to create miracles in the future, if you've ever had miracles in the past, right? Where you just something seemed to happen. Like, oh yeah, I, I don't know how I bought that house. It was like right place, right time, da, 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 da. We'll go back and experience that. And then when you place it into the future, you're setting yourself up to have a future miracle, right? Because your brain can do all this, right? So you take that experience into your future and place it into your future. And we usually say, and at least I've heard, at an exact time, not just term future, but as a, like exact time, June of 2022. Because we've trained our brains to adapt at least at some level to, to how time works. Because naturally you've said like today feels like, you know, like today's Wednesday. Have you ever woke up and go, it feels like Sunday. Or when you have a three-day weekend, it is, you lose days, 
and of course, COVID has made us lose days, right? And so again, and the reason I say find a similar one, let's say if most of the time you're through time, but there's certain things you're in time and you want to create that into your future, you want to make sure you're in the right context, right? right? And what about last week, I talked about dyschromometria, where we've lost track of time, you know? In fact, it's behind me, you can't see it, it's behind my chair. We bought these clocks that actually have the day, Wednesday afternoon, 1224, right? Because we were losing days. Especially when a year ago when everything was really like nuts. It's like, what day is it? I don't know, right? And so we bought these clocks. So, and a lot of people are carrying this forward into the future, but you can reprogram your brain um, by resetting your time, right? You go back in your past and you think of, okay, like three years ago, I had a good grasp of time. I could, I could jump in time and have fun. I could, I was very linear. I, I was on time for everything. Da, 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 da. Well, if I take that from my past, when I knew my brain could do it, kind of skate over this COVID stuff and put it in my near future, like starting Monday, right after the holidays and put it right there. So now my brain can uh, flip it into that was then, this is now. So let's do a little exercise. So think of something you want to have happen. I want to pick three different or a couple different contexts, right? How about something you want to have happen in your career, right? Your career, so to speak, or finances. So pick that. So what's something you want to have happen? Uh, maybe certain kind of practice, certain amount of money. So just think about that. And when would you like it to happen? You know, I'd say, <clears throat> you know, place something you'd like to have happen within six months to the next year. I should have prefaced that. Something you'd like to have happen within six months to the next year, right? Great, great. Now, what about something you'd like to have happen? Is there anything you'd like to change physically in your life, right? Drop some weight change your exercise routine, right? So we have like career or money and we have physical, right? right. And let's pick one more, pick one more thing. And this could be anything you want, something you'd like to have happen in your future. Again, six months to a year from now, right? Great. So now we have your career, your physical, and this one is just kind of open, right? Good, good. Now what I want you to do is take a deep breath, sit back, relax, close your eyes, and imagine drifting up out of yourself. And think about this, you see yourself sitting here safe and secure today. You're sitting there in front of your computer or your laptop or your phone and everything's fine. And now think about this, this thing you wanna have happen in your career or, or in your finances in a few months, right? And I want you to let your brain just give you a cue. And I'd like you to go back into your past to when you had a success, sort of like the one you wanna have happen in your future. Maybe you expanded your business. Maybe you made a windfall profit. Uh, maybe 
you started something new, whatever it was, but go back in your past that you would consider a success. Let your brain take you to it. That's similar in nature. And so wherever your past is, when you think of that experience, maybe it's behind you, maybe it's to the side, go back to that experience and experience it. See it, hear it, feel it. Okay. And now hanging on to the feelings, especially, and imagine an energetic connection to this, drift up out of it. So you have that experience. Now drift over your timeline to today, you're sitting here safe and secure doing the class. Now go out into your future, like six months into your future and create an image of you accomplishing the goal you said you want to accomplish business-wise or finance-wise. And then settle into that experience like it's real. See it, hear it, feel it. And connect that energy from the past success to this. Because you've had the success in the past, you just push it into the future in the new way that you want. And then leave it there and then drift up and come back to today. And think about this physical goal that you, you might want to accomplish. And again, you in six months to a year, maybe it's drop weight, get back in shape, change your workout, change your diet, whatever it happens to be, right? And put it in your future, a few months into the future. And now drift back into your past, let your brain take you to a time in the past where you experienced some kind of physical success. Maybe you dropped weight in the past, maybe you changed your exercise program, maybe you got the flexibility, whatever it was physically. You go back and re-experience what that was like. Maybe it was overcoming an injury. Maybe you were able to overcome it. So go back and re-experience that. See it, hear it, feel it. And again, now imagine this energetic cord to this experience. Now drift up out of it, leaving the experience, hanging on to the feelings in that cord. Now go out into your future and get an image of you accomplishing this physical goal and settle into it in a specific time in the future and connect that energy from the past into this because your mind, body, and spirit knows how to accomplish it. And then leave it there and drift up and now drift back to today. Pick the last thing that you picked. I'm gonna pick a miracle. Time in my life, I would say I experienced a miracle. I don't know how it happened, but whoa, that was so cool. And then drift back to an experience or two where you've experienced that kind of thing and head, settle into that and see, hear, feel, smell, taste, touch it. 
and they connect that energetic cord to it and drift up, leaving it there, but staying connected to the feeling and then drift into the future into what, when you want to experience this miracle. Settle into it. And leave that energetic cord there. So you've had experiences in the past that will be in the future. It's a future experience. Now drift back to today. And again, now you see the future experiences being pulled toward you. And those past experiences, you're constantly bringing those good feelings and thoughts and things up. And then settle back into now. Good. And when you're ready, take a deep breath. Open your eyes, come on back. Cool. All right. So that was kind of a jazzed up uh, success track where you get a little bit more nuance where you have to think about a specific uh, thing that they want to have happen in the future and you're accessing those kind of things in the past and then putting the future you want out there, but it's connected to a similar past experience. If I was going to rename this, it's the, it's the deja vu technique. So you're going to create deja vu. Oh yeah, I've been there. I've done that. Yeah, I know what it's like. Yeah. Cool. So Next, next week, good Lord willing, uh, I think I'm going to do some stuff with timeline and physical healing. I want to do some stuff on physical healing. Okay, and that's what will be next week. Let me stop the uh, sharing and stop the recording. Cool.